Great morning, everybody. Welcome to the Happy, Healthy and Healing podcast with me, Stacey. I hope you are having an amazing day wherever you're listening from. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about anxiety and it may be a little controversial and though with everything that I speak about, I would love for you to keep an open mind um, and really even if our beliefs are different, I would love to open up that conversation in my DMs. Um, and though you may even just listen to this podcast and be, you know, have it kind of just floating in the background and really think about what I'm speaking about. Um, I am going to get very vulnerable um, and also share a bit about a time that I felt anxious. Um, that was only a couple of years ago and how it kind of affected me. Um, also, I've gone back to no notes <laughs> for my podcast. Um, last week I wrote out some notes and I just felt really disjointed and um, I almost, you know, wanted to just pull that episode down and not post it. However, I was like, no, it was a great lesson Um this podcast, I want to be that conversation with a friend. And I think if I have too many notes, not I think I know if I have too many notes, it just doesn't flow. Um, yeah. So if you picked up on that, um, thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> and if this is your first one, welcome. Um, kids are in the lounge room with snacks, Jared's out and Harvey's asleep. So let's Let's see if we can get through this one without an interruption. Um, and though, you know, kids are just such a big part of my life um, that they, they're going to be involved moving forward with all the work that I do. And that's why, you know, I'm working, creating my business. So, okay, so let's start at the start. So what is anxiety? Okay, I don't have a dictionary definition. Um, this is just my belief is that anxiety is just worrying about tomorrow, essentially. We're worrying about something in the future, something that hasn't happened yet generally. Um, you know, we're worrying about potential challenges um, and, you know, that comes from our brains and past experiences going, okay, well, this happened in the past um, and our brain just kind of gathers that inf information and then generalizes and then that's what we project out there that, you know, we're anxious about a situation or about something that may happen, okay? And the key word is may because <laughs> um, it's about the future. So um, I guess to start with, like, are we actually guaranteed tomorrow? No. Like, without sounding all doom and gloom, we could just not wake up tomorrow. We could die in our sleep. Um, and that's something that we know does happen and that's true. So if we get stuck in that loop of feeling anxiety, it's like, okay, because we're stressing about the future, we're stressing about something that hasn't happened or may not happen or may happen, we don't know, okay? Um, and I'm not saying that those feelings that people have when they feel anxious aren't real because as we know, you know, perception is projection and what we are perceiving and projecting, you know, it can elicit like real physical symptoms in our body. But it generally, it well not generally, <laughs> it's all starts in our brain, okay? It's not 
that we get, you know, sweaty palms or short of breath or heart, you know, beating a million miles an hour, like that doesn't happen first. The thought happens from our brain and then that physical response happens, okay? So in a nutshell, anxiety is thinking about the future, thinking about something that may or may not happen, you know, generalising going this has happened in the past or to someone I know um, or I've seen that this could happen and then, you know, thinking about that future circumstance. So when I was pregnant with Harvey, like I've had a lot of times that I felt anxious and that was because I was stressing about the future, okay. I've had a lot of situations, you know, that I can remember through childhood, teenage, um, adult, like up until, yeah, even when I was pregnant with Harvey, so not that long ago. Um, He'll be 18 months in December. And like, I mean, a classic example is, you know, teenage students in exams, they're stressing about the exams and the future. And then, you know, we all think, well, not we all, I'm generalizing there, but I know I thought when I was in VCE, um, if I didn't go to uni, then I wouldn't get a job and be successful. And it's kind of that whole conditioning piece around this is the way you should live your life when really if you don't do great in your exams, that's okay. There's many ways that you can get to your chosen career or you might choose something else like in the future. And at any point you might change. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so like that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And with Harvey, so um, he was an unexpected baby and and though I know that he is just meant to be here like we call him healing half he is just I can't even describe this this kid and just the level of he is so intelligent um it's it actually blows my mind like he has so much, so many lifetimes of experiences and he's come here for a purpose and like that literally started um, at his conception. So I don't know if I've shared, let's do it in a quick nutshell, Stacey. Um, so yeah, unexpected. I've been very great at tracking my cycle and I am very great. And by all dates and everything, Harvey shouldn't have been conceived. Okay. So if that's, um, if you are into tracking your cycle, you'll understand that. (laughs) Like I, you know, down to the day, very great at tracking my cycle. And so, yeah, he was conceived and obviously that was quite a shock because um, it wasn't part of the plan that I had, you know, conceived in my head. I was like, you know, have got three kids, that's fantastic. I never, ever thought of having another child. Um, and though, like, it's, yeah, been the best thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah, so throughout that pregnancy I really struggled with that anxious feeling so I had built up in my head because I had this you know preconceived conditioned idea that I was a failure because I was tracking my cycle and this happened accidentally or um, was meant to happen and so I had built up that the people were going to judge me my family was going to judge me that you know I was a failure um I was when really like I was just judging myself even though at like now I know it's he's just meant to be here um yeah so like I it literally built up so big in my head that I didn't want to tell anyone um and you know closest friends 
I didn't want to share. Like, and normally that's an exciting time, obviously, when you fall pregnant um, for most people. And it just, like, it got to the point that I didn't want to leave the house and I didn't. I would hide away. I would not, you know, didn't want to tell anyone. I just built up this, like, literally it was like a glass cage around me because I had got in that headspace that, yeah, I was going to be judged and this and that and I didn't know how we would get through it. Like we were, you know, trying uh, just, I don't even know what time is, but, you know, surviving COVID and lockdowns and all of that rubbish that happened um, with our business and it was, you know, so it was like huge stressful time and then topped like that kind of just was on top and I was like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to cope? Like I'm barely coping as it is and blah, blah, blah. And again, like as you can kind of hear, it's just it was something that I had built up in my head, okay, and then I had the physical response of like, um, you know, heart racing, like not wanting to eat, I couldn't sleep. Like I literally would lay awake at night and just stay awake and then it turned into like I would stress about is he safe? Is he, you know, kicking enough? Is his heart rate okay? So I went, I can't even tell you how many ultrasounds I went for just to check up. Um, And my placentas seem to be always at the front. So if you are a female and have had children, it, um, or if you haven't, it, you can generally feel them less kicking when, depending where your placenta is. So yeah, like I went for a ridiculous amount of scans and this just flowed on to my whole life. Like this, it just absolutely consumed me and I could not see a way out. And even my obstetrician was like, Stacey, you really need to get some help. And I was like, trust me, I know I will be okay when he is born and he is here and everything, like it will be fine. And he was really concerned. Um, and I just kept telling myself, like, Stacey, we just got to get to the end of this, you know. And as, and literally as soon as he was born and those, like, I was a completely different person and a completely different headspace and I could actually see, like, outside the square that I had built around myself. Like, I could breathe again. Uh, it was like I was suffocating. Like, that's – it was so, so bad that I can't even articulate it that – it just literally felt like I was suffocating for nine months and I couldn't breathe. And then as soon as he was born, it was like, like, it's okay. It all doesn't matter. Like, and literally when he was born, I was like, what the hell were you stressing about Stacey? Like, why were you stuck in that anxious loop and cycle? And And then from when he was born, like literally like things change. I mean, with each child, I've grown so much and obviously, you know, getting older and more experiences and things like that, like each child has, you know, taken me up another level, so to speak, in personal growth and have just like, you know, from going how I was feeling, you know, feeling broken and feeling in my head and all of those things to just literally like, bam, change, 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 like literally showed me what is like so important in life (laughs) and it's not what I thought it was not the preconceived conditioned ideas that I had in my head okay and I'm not saying if you've got you know ideas that it's like you go to school you go to uni you do this you do this you do this that's okay however it's like there needs to be and there does need to be balance and flexibility and fluidity I can't say that word you know it's like 
okay, this is the general goal that I, I'm aiming for, but my approach, there may be 10 different approaches, okay? And by doing personal growth, I can learn to adapt and move and not get stuck in these places. So why am I adding in that story? It's I want to share that with you to show you and help you understand and make sense of the depths like I was in only 18 months ago. I, I didn't know how I was going to get through it. Like, yeah, it was not a great place at all. <laughs> and to where I am today is just, yeah, amazing. And that's 18 months has completely changed my life and more so in the last couple of months is just that next level again. Um, <laughs> you don't have to have, have, have to have a baby, side note, to go through these levels up and changes and growth. Um, I'm just like this has been my journey. So back to the topic. So I was stuck in that loop, that anxious loop, always thinking about the future, what was happening, how was I going to survive, all of this, all of that jazz. And then I – when really – I needed to stay in the present moment. And that's what happens when we get caught up in our head. You know, it's about coming back to that present because the present's only really, the only thing that we're guaranteed is right now. We're not guaranteed the future. We can't change the past. Things have already happened. Like that's a past memory. It's like you literally can only control today. So why do we get stuck in that anxious loop? I think we aren't given the tools to know how to deal with it. Am I never going to feel anxiety again? No. Like there's been so many times the last couple of months. However, now I've got the tools to literally, it's like a fleeting moment. So if you can imagine like you get the thought into your brain and then I process it so quickly that it changes my reaction. If I didn't have the tools, which I didn't in the past, to actually process what I was thinking that's when we get stuck in the loop and we just get stuck in our head and it's like a washing machine going around all the time and I'm sure if you have suffered with anxiety in the past that you that would make sense to you so now it just like literally boom in my head process I have different thought patterns different tools to help me and it's gone like it can be gone instantly and that is so so powerful (laughs) because I think look psychologists, psychiatrists, they all have their place. You know, I definitely have been supported in the past by those professions. However, I was never really given any tools to move forward. Like we just kept talking about the problems. And so if someone's suffering from suffering, if they're choosing to feel anxious, right, because it is a choice at the end of the day, we're stuck in our head. It's like, why aren't we giving people the tools to actually help them grow and move forward? Like, is that going to actually help them grow in other areas of their life? Are they going to be more successful? Like, why are we limiting people and just putting that lid on people and putting them in the box being like, oh, you suffer with anxiety. Oh, oh, you poor thing. Well, why don't you just freaking empower the people and go, here, this is a tool right? That this is going to help you forever for the rest of your life. Like I saw, and I can't unsee these things, like people that I've worked with and in the NLP course is like, we can literally get rid of that anxious feeling a couple of minutes. It was like max 10 minutes activity, right? And then next time something pops up that makes them have those, you know, that physical response and their brain swirling around, it's like they go back to that 10-minute activity that they, they can do by themselves 
any single time and move forward. Like how powerful is that if you could do that for yourself and you just needed to go sit in the toilet if you're at work, for instance, and you had these feelings, it's like just go sit in the toilet and do this activity like you don't even need 10 minutes when you, you know, you get into that pattern and it becomes a routine. It's, you know, and then you can move on with your day and with your life. Like how great would it feel if you don't have to sit and choose to suffer because um, you're getting caught up like about the what ifs. It's just like it, as I said, I can't unsee it and I can't, this is something I do want to help more people with because I know how it feels and I know how, when it's consumed your whole life how deep and dark the depths go and that's only one scenario like I can off the top of my head there's probably at least five other times like huge times that I was really stuck in those dark places um and it's like now I can feel it you know Toby I definitely felt those anxious worry feelings worried about the future worried if you know he would die like and it's like in that moment I could still sit there and navigate and go like obviously not right in the moment you know after he was stabilized I could sit there and process and go okay you know this is what's what's happened and even when we came home like he's just gone back into his room and I was um, able to process going okay Stacey this is what's actually happening these are the facts he's okay you're getting caught up in that future you know loop again so yeah I I guess today's podcast I did, you know, want to share with you guys that it's – I think it's something that we need to – I know I've done it a lot in the past is like say, oh, it just causes me so much anxiety. Oh, it just makes me so anxious. Like I said it yesterday as a um, joke about Christmas shopping um, and then it's like I, I was like, okay, Stacey, why are you still saying this why are you using this language when that's not the language that you use anymore because you're not actually feeling that? You know, okay, Christmas shopping. I guess I felt like that in the past because, oh, what if my dad didn't like the present? Or, um, you know, what if it was, yeah, like what would they think? How would they feel? And it's like, well, that's nothing to actually do with me. You know, how I've set the intention, I've bought a gift, that something that I think they would enjoy and they would love or need or want and it's like if they have that reaction well that's actually not my problem <laughs> you know um maybe there was a lack of communication about what they would like or you know other things going on so it's like and I I'm not using that language anymore um and I certainly don't want to model that to my kids like Ruby's um kinder oh she's just a bit anxious oh she's just a bit shy I'm like, stop labelling my damn child and telling her how to feel, okay? It starts so, so young. And when you're aware to it, it's like then you hear it and how many times people will label people as anxious or shy or scared or whatever. Again, I'm not saying those feelings aren't real because they are real because we perceive them as real. It's like, yes, that moment will happen and, you know, obviously for good reason sometimes, um, especially, you know, if we're in, we are in danger, like, of course, you're going to feel scared. It's like, we're not staying stuck in that and telling ourselves a story that we're scared all the time. We've got this fear and yeah. And then, 
you know, rewriting our brains, our kids' brains. Like we need to rewrite the language that we use and the way we think and we process. And it's like life is so much, so great on the other side of doing that rewiring, doing that work and being like I kind of imagine in my family, um, I haven't I haven't really spoken about in depth the course with them. So if you're listening to this and you're in my family, oh, hey, um, it's like, uh, do I want to know? Yes. <laughs> um, you know, I haven't really shared a lot with the course with them and I kind of feel like if you imagine a timeline and I'm here, like obviously I've got my mom and then my grandma and great-grandmother up the timeline and then I've got my kids below me on the timeline because they're the future, it's like I feel like I'm like a circuit breaker, you know, I've just like drawn a line in the sand on the line being like I am not holding on to your shit anymore. I am not carrying over forward to your shit to my children. It's like I am here doing the uncomfortable, sometimes uncomfortable work and to create that change because I not just, I mean, in life, but one big thing is that anxious feeling or being labelled as, oh, you've got anxiety or depression or things like that. It's like, okay, feeling those feelings and using tools to be able to move forward. Um, this is off topic, but Bailey was asking me about Robin Williams, what happened to him. Is he, oh no, is he alive? And I said, no, he passed away. Or how did he die? I said, oh, he committed suicide. And he said, why didn't he just ask for help? (laughs) You know, that's what you do if you're feeling sad. You know, this is an almost 15 year old boy. So obviously like his emotional intelligence isn't developed yet. And I was like, this is where this all stemmed from, this podcast, is like, you know, what if we just, I'm not saying that, you know, having anxiety made him commit suicide. Like obviously it was multi-layered and he was in that dark, deep hole. I, I can make sense of that, okay? However, it's like what if we actually empowered people with the tools earlier on in life and they didn't get to that point where they felt like they couldn't escape the hole? or they didn't have the support networks for them to realise that they were in there, you know. I think obviously we don't know because we only get shown what we get shown and they want us to see on the news, but it's like Bailey said, you you know, he was rich, he was famous, he created these amazing movies, he made people laugh, you know, why would he do that? And it's like obviously that wasn't, you know, that was great for him, but obviously there was something else, you know, deeper level going on and it's like, yeah, like what if we could implement those tools from, you know, to five-year-olds, obviously, and teaching them at their level, like when you feel those butterflies in your tummy, it's like, okay, let's take a big breath, you know, go outside, get some vitamin D, like let's shake it off, let's talk about it, let's, you know, do all of the things. (laughs) And then as they get older, it's like you can layer their understanding and working through it. And it's not, you know, then they don't get too their say 30s 40s 50s like for males I think their suicide rate is quite high in the 50s maybe around that age and you know at that time like their testosterone drops and then that generation in particular hasn't been taught how to talk about their feelings or express themselves things like that and it's like yeah we could we can and we we will and we have the power to make that change when our kids are younger um to then help 
a lot of mental health things, I think, down the track. So that's um, today's podcast. It was a little bit all over the joint. <laughs> um, and as always, like if you want to chat more about it or, um, you know, disagree, have different opinions, like let's open up those conversations because I, you know, I want to see and hear other people's perspectives and then it's like we can work through and talk through things. So if you um, enjoyed it, I would love for you to share um, and tag me in your share on your, like on Instagram or something like that or share it with a friend just to get them to listen. Um, if you've got any topics you want me to chat about a bit more, I'd, you know, love um, any ideas and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I'll chat to you guys soon.